1: The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: Welcome back to BTR Boxing Podcast Network. I am your host, Sean, joined, as always, by Johnston for the Big Fight Preview. The first of two Big Fight Previews, in fact. This week, we've got Chantelle Cameron going to Ireland to face and defend her undisputed crown against Katie Taylor, which is going to be a fantastic, fantastic card, which we're looking forward to. And this episode covers that particular fight and that card. We do also have a second mega fight this week with Devin Haney and Vasily Lomachenko, which is also happening. We will cover that in a separate Big Fight preview. So if you haven't heard that, please make sure you go and listen to that separately as we will do a completely separate segment for for both. But Johnston, it's Big Fight Weekend. We're going to talk about Cameron versus Taylor. A huge fight. Finally, an opportunity for Chantal Cameron to get in the ring with Katie Taylor. Something that's been... It's been touted for years. It's been a collision course with these two for a long, long time. And the stars have now aligned with Serrano not being able to fight Katie Taylor on this date. And Chantal Cameron steps in and says, do you know what? I'll defend my titles against you. Why don't you move up a weight and fight me in the super lightweight division? And lo and behold, here we are. We have a fight. It's a homecoming for Katie Taylor. But Chantal Cameron's the champion going into the lion's den. It's a strange affair. But it is going to be. A historic moment, really. It's a homecoming for her, but a big moment for Chantal Cameron as well, because a win here, this could really cement her legacy as one of the great female fighters of this generation. What do you think about this fight, Johnston?
3: It's a really good fight. Um It's a very close one to call. You, you you can um, edge towards Katie with it being in Ireland, but you you can't you can't just accept it as that. You know, Cameron's there. She, she's she's going to want to prove and. She's gonna want to prove herself, she's gonna want to upset the Apple cart. And this is the first time katie Teller's fought as a professional in Ireland. It's crazy to think. You'd have thought she'd have fought there a long time before. But to double check that, I'm just literally, as I'm talking now, I'm just double checking myself. She's never fought in Ireland before. So it's it's a it's a homecoming for her. She's always wanted to have this fight. She's finally got it. As you say, it's supposed to be against Soranna, but now it's against a young girl in, in Cameron, a young up and comer. Big girl, bigger girl, stronger girl, if you like. well, um, oh, she is stronger. She is bigger. She is younger. So, that, it's, it's straight away, those elements there that I've just thrown out to you right now makes this a very intriguing fight. And it's going to be, ah, uh, mate, we'll, we'll go through a little bit before I even come to a prediction. But I have been, I'm in an hour and about this one since pretty much the last couple of weeks when I've thought about the fight. But it's a great fight to have. It really is.
2: It's, it's a good fight for female boxing. It is a good fight for female boxing and for British female boxing, British and Irish female boxing, because we've got two competitors here, you know, that are from our shores essentially. So this is this is a perfect opportunity to showcase what we're all about as an island, you know, as you know, we've got Ireland and we've got obviously the UK as a whole and we've got two fighters. One's an undisputed world champion at super lightweight, one's an undisputed champion at lightweight, and we've got two of them colliding for the super lightweight titles. This would be absolute history made if Katie Taylor was able to win this fight because she would then be a two-way, undisputed champion. I mean, there's not many fighters that can say they've done that in their career. Not many at all. I'm not even going to sit here and try and name those ones that have, have done that and achieved that feat. But for Katie Taylor to do something like this against Cameron would be... Uh, a feat that would make her an absolute legend if she's not already regarded as one in in the, the eyes of boxing. Because I think she is. And I think she's done so much for the sport of boxing in the last 10, 11 years. And Chantal Cameron is at a point where she took her opportunity in her last fight and she became the undisputed super lightweight champion. And I thought it was a perfect showcase fight for her to show that she is ready for the huge huge names now don't get me wrong her last fight Chantal Cameron's last fight was against Jessica McCaskill who upset the apple cart by beating Cecilia Breakhouse, the longtime champion in the welterweight division McCaskill dropped down a weight to fight for all the titles against Chantal Cameron and Chantal Cameron beat her over 10 rounds that was for me Chantal Cameron's coming out party that was where I I really think now we look at her and say actually she has a legitimate chance of beating katie taylor and i can understand why yourself Johnston, and why many people are looking at this as a 50 50 fight because it is really you can't you cannot sit there and say katie taylor is guaranteed to win this fight people have argued katie taylor is starting to slow down she's getting hit a bit too often these days but yet she still manages to have the heart and determination to grind out these victories in her fights she's had some absolute wars really if you think about it in the last couple of years i think the delphine pursuit fight, both of them were wars the serrano fight was a war and she got the nod via a split decision when some felt that maybe serrano should have got it so there's an argument there that katie taylor is she is she battle-hardened? Is she shop-worn? Is she any of them cliche sayings at 36 years of age, Johnston? Or is it just the style that she has makes it appear that because she's more hittable, that actually gives the other opponent more of a chance to be able to beat her? What What do you think about those comments and those opinions from others? Well, it's funny you mentioned the, the Persoon fights. Um, they were terrific wars, um, great
3: fights, and Persoon although she lost them both there's no doubt she showed the world that she could compete with someone like taylor and she proved that she's one of the she was one of the forces around and one of the top fighters in the world absolutely she showed that and i think the one that was sandwiched in between that was the linda o fight where katie moved up to the super lightweight division i think the only time she fought at this division that's where she's fighting now and i thought she had trouble with linda o. she had real trouble um and she only just squeezed that one out i know it was a ud but I mean, Marcus McDonald had it in 94 to Taylor, and I think that's probably more accurate compared to the others that were sort of 97-93. So that was her one shot at, at, well, fighting at that weight where she picked up the WBO super lightweight title. So she moves straight back down to lightweight, gets the Pearson fight, another war, has a great fight with Jonas, and we've, we've gone through that several times, whether Jonas deserved that or not. And then the Serrano fight. Uh, a great fight. She, I thought she she did really well. I think she definitely won it for me. I don't think there is really much to. Um, I don't think there's an argument for Serrano to win that. I think the only thing is, is that she hurt her really bad in those middle rounds, and um, it just showed that Katie's got great determination and grit to stay on her feet when it looked like she should have really probably even taken a knee at some point, and she didn't. She refused to. So, look, she's she's been a credit to the sport in general, not just female just in boxing as a whole she's a huge name she's gone from the amateurs into the pro game, pro game and she's done wonders she's she's on the verge of becoming a two-way undisputed world champion and that only the youngster i say youngster i mean she's 32 but she's younger She is younger she hasn't had so many wars compared to ke so i can see where people would say maybe she's a bit shot warm and uh they call it Father Time. But it's Mother Time, isn't it? I suppose for the females, his Mother Time going to come back and catch up with her. Katie Taylor in this fight, it's a possibility. With that being said, she's got the crowd behind her, uh, and I just and the chance of fighting for for history in her backyard, I think gives her that extra percentage, that extra edge, or as Al Pacino says in uh, any given Sunday, that extra inch to go and win the fight. I mean, we'll go into a prediction in a minute, but it's going to be a tough one. She can't really be standing there toe-to-toe with Cameron, but she's got to mix it up with her. And Cameron's got to really push it on her. And you you rightly mentioned as well, talking about Chantel Cameron, she had her a, a biggest win is Jessica McCaskill. But I was disappointed with McCaskill. I think we've said that before. She, she kept coming forward. She kept getting caught on the count on several occasions. And it worked to Cameron's advantage. She won that fight comfortably. I didn't really think McCaskill put a good show in and I don't think if anyone had if, if anyone has spoke about McCaskill and which had done with Cecilia Breakers and then you see that fight you'd be thinking this is the different it's a different girl because um she's dirty she's rough she's tough I say dirty, she wants to get down a dirty McCaskill and I think she just she looked ordinary against against Cameron and maybe Cameron that was because she was so good you know on the counter but um I think that worked to her advantage, she was the perfect style I should say McCaskill for Cameron Katie's going to be a different style and whether she's going to be able to pressurise Katie as often. She's going to be the pressure fighter. She ain't going to have Katie stepping into McCaskill and going at her. It's going to be Taylor that's going to be on the back foot, throwing ones and twos. But then she's got to mix it up as well. And she's a bigger girl, Cameron Sean. She is, as I say, four years younger, not been in so many wars. That's what makes it a tough fight and a tough call,
2: mate. But she hasn't had the same level of experience as Katie, though. No, there's there's true. the counter, there's the counter argument. It's, it's like it's the experience, yes, of course, is an experience. Exactly, but, you know, yeah. So you look at you look at Cameron's record, Johnston, and you you know you go through the depths of the record. She turned pro in 2017, and really the significant finds for her didn't really come until about two years ago if I'm being honest, like that, I mean, that that's thats what oh, I right. look at. I look at the resume and I think that the significant fights didn't come until she fought Melissa Hernandez in 2021. So really, at this level, she's only had 18 months at uh, sort of the top level. I think the Mary McGee fight was a really good fight when she then picked up the IBF and WBO super lightweight titles. I, th- I think that was, I think that was good. Or should, should I say WBC. she was defending the, uh, the WBC title. Um, and then I look at the Victoria Noella Bustos fight unanimous decision. I look at the last fight, McCaskill. McCaskill made it really difficult for her, but she got the UD. It was her most notable fight because of McCaskill's achievements. And you, you kind of, you're only going off the the last opponent's accolades and what they brought to the table. So if you look at that, compared to Taylor's resume, Taylor's sort of blows this out of the water. So experience will play a factor in this fight, and it's whether Cameron's experience in the last couple of years is enough to be able to outwit uh, katie taylor in this fight and, and unless these are the questions that we're waiting for answers on and this is what the fight's going to tell us can katie taylor outwit the younger fighter can she use her experience to outwit the younger fighter or can the bigger naturally bigger fighter in Chantal cameron can she put katie on the back foot can she push her against the robes can she stop katie taylor from working Honestly, I I see this being a really, really good fight. I I can see Cameron pushing the fight forward. Like you said, Johnson, I can see her trying to push Katie Taylor. But Katie Taylor has proven how good at inside fighting she is. And I think if Cameron pushes her to the ropes, tries to back her, tries to cut the ring off and get her into the corners, I think Taylor's going to fight her way out of the corners. I really do think she'll fight her way out. And I think she'll fight her way on the inside. And it's whether Chantel Cameron can match her for that. Oh, not better though. And if she she can, then we're in for one hell of a fight. We really are in for one hell of a fight. Cameron's worked hard to get herself into this position. She isn't going to go to the lion's den and give her titles up without one hell of a fight. So I am expecting a potential fight of the year with this. And I really do hope it it does shine that way because what better way to, to promote the sport than having an absolute war between two fighters. Take out the gender side of things and just having a war between two fighters like that back and forth for titles for an undisputed championship this is what we want to see as boxing fans so i'm really excited for the fight and i've gone a little bit into sort of how i think you know cameron's going to have to approach this fight but how do you think katie taylor's going to have to approach this fight to beat cameron johnston
3: she's got to allow her she doesn't need to she doesn't need to force the fight katie uh she's got the irish crowd behind her So she's going to have moments in there where she's going to want to do that because she wants to impress the home crowd and get the home crowd behind her. Camera's got to be the one that's got to be pressing it. So she can work behind on the back foot, Katie. She can sort of close the gap, get inside, throw a little combination, it would be twos or threes, even a four, if she can get in there and get out quickly. She's got to use her speed. And um, she's she's got to use... I mean, look, she's not got a huge punch. Let's be honest. It's a collective amount of shots for Katie and her energy and her speed and her footwork and the determination are what wins her fights. And she, I mean, she's got a great variety in her shots. So for me, she's got to to be in and out. She's got to be frown twos and threes, but she can't do that all night. So she's got to try to stop Chantel from coming forward. She's got to with what old Bernard Hopkins says with, with Calzaghi, yeah, with them bee stings, if you like. Little stings every now and then early in the fight just take 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 the rats take the early rounds let Chantel be the one has to be the aggressor because for me you know I think Chantel's better as the counter puncher I don't think she's as good when she's stepping forward and having to force the fight she's going to leave herself exposed at times so she's got to try and counter that when Cameron comes when when uh, Katie comes in Chantel's got to try and counter that as quick as she can to hurt her um, so for me Taylor, in and out, and then she's got to mix it up. Then she's got to, when she sees it as an opportunity, she's got to then stand her ground and stand in the middle of the ring, get the crowd behind her, and get the better of those exchanges.
1: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?
3: If she does that, the crowd are on her side. The judges are going to favour her. That's inevitable. That's what boxing is. She's got that that huge crowd. Every punch she lands, whether it's clean or not, they're going to be cheering. It's going to influence the judges. It is. You know, it's, it's it's inevitable. That's what boxing is. So, but she's got to throw them. She can't be throwing pot shots. She can't be just throwing ones and twos all night. And when you look at Cameron, she's got to force it. She's got to come on strong. She's the bigger girl. She's more youthful. And she's got to put the pressure on her. She's got to hurt Katie. And you've seen Katie get hurt. So she's got to do her best to do that. If she can do that, then who knows? That's where I, that's where I side with it being a closer fight. You know, you look at it on paper, as you say, when you look at the resumes, you know, it's it's Katie's flyers, you know, head, head and shoulders above what Cameron's thought. But you know, you say that, you know, when you compare the resumes, yes, Cameron hasn't fought nowhere near the quality that Katie's fought, but look, four years ago for Katie, Katie's biggest win was against Jessica McCaskill, funny enough, so other than that, she was only a, she was, I say only, but she was a unified champion, she wasn't undisputed, so if you look at it in that respect, when she was 32, in actual fact, Cameron's probably done more, so, you know, it's, it's it's what you like, mate, um, I do think the size is... She's got to use her size, Chantel. She has to. She's the bigger girl. So she's, got, she's taller. She's she's just got to use her size. Whether she can match her for speed and actually catch her, well, that's another matter. And the fact that it's two minutes, Sean, we know Katie knows her way around the ring. She will use the use the ring as much as possible. So for me, that's what Katie's got to do. Just, just literally... In and out. Take your take your chances when you can. Stand, over, do it. Win those exchanges in the middle rounds if you like, and then go back to the boxing again. For Chantel, it's all against her. She's got to put on a great show. She's got to put a bit of pressure on Katie. She's got to. Hurt her. If she does that, then she may get something go away. Um It's a tough one for her, but it is closer than what I think some people are thinking. out. for me, I've heard a few people talk about, it and I think if I was like Katie, Taylor's got it in the bag. When well, you no know, one knows when mother my, my time's gonna hit, and it could be in the night in Dublin in that ring.
2: Do you think the judges are gonna have a part to play in this? In terms I think of...
3: potentially. I think I think so. I think there'll be close rounds in there, Sean, where you could go and go either way. But in it, in those situations, like the irony of it is, Cameron is the undisputed champion. You know how many times I've said it before. You know the challenger has to go in there and take the belts. Anything close should really be going to the champion but it's not going to be that way because Katie's the name. She's not the champion. She's fighting for this, to to win these titles, but yet she's the favourite and I believe the judges will favour her. So
2: the the irony is, anything close against Katie Katie Taylor. So yeah, it's my opinion. And this is why I asked you the question, like how do the judges factor into it? Because it's going to be a, a close fight in your opinion. It's going to be a close fight in my opinion as well. And I suppose this is where we now have the opportunity to talk about predictions because ultimately we've got to give one. We've got to tell you guys listening like what we think is gonna happen or how we think this is gonna play out and who the victor's gonna be. And I know you said at the start of the episode, Johnston, that it was you've been humming and ahhing about it for a few weeks and you kinda of feel like it's a bit back and forward and you don't know necessarily who could win it, but Now you've had the opportunity to talk through it. Again, have you settled your mind on where you think this fight's going? Yes,
3: uh, I do. I, I do think the experience will be a factor. I think the crowd will be a factor. I think because Katie knows how to win these type of fights and Chantel necessarily doesn't as such. I mean, I say that the McCaskill fight was a big fight for her. She got through it. She won it comfortably. But Katie's a different opposition. And I think she's going to be given a different angles, different different versions of, of herself, I think, at times. I don't think she's going to be the fight the one way in and out, in and out all night, uh, because you can read a fight that way. I don't think she's going to be as readable as what McCaskill was. It's going to be difficult for Chantel. She's got to impose herself and use her height and her weight advantage. Well I say a weight advantage, I think she's going to be the bigger girl. end of. Um she is, Jen just naturally is. I think maybe that could even play into it as well, Sean. In terms of Cameron, Has she had enough time to strip that weight off because she, you know, she 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 said before I've heard her say that she carries a little bit over this weight, but she's she finds it easier to get back down to weight. Maybe I'm not, you know, she's had enough time, but maybe maybe that could be an element. I don't know. I, I just think in terms of looking at stylistically the, what the two girls can bring. I think Katie's got more in her armory. And I think because they're two-minute rounds, and she just knows her way around the ring, it's going to be a time when I think she may get hurt, Katie. But she's just got this grit, determination, that crowd behind her. I just think that that's going to be enough for any adversity that's going to get her through and she's going to recover and then get back to her boxing. And she's going to do enough to nick these Rams. Um And because of that, I will go with Katie Taylor. Um, but in, I, I, you could quite easily make an ar- argument for Cameron. You could... Um, so that's why that's why I think um, it's so difficult to call
2: at times. But I do think Katie wins it, and I think she wins it by a couple of rounds. Good prediction. Let's see how it plays out. For me, I can't really bet against Katie, to be honest, even though I've mentioned people's opinions about her potentially being on the slide and being more hittable and whatever else anybody has had to say about Katie recently. I, I do think experience is going to be key in this fight. And I think it's pretty evident how much more experience Taylor has than Cameron at this level. And I say this level, I mean the high-level fights. I think Cameron's had, what, two high-level fights in a career? And within them two fights, she's become undisputed champion. And that just shows you the, the, the lack of depth within the division, in my opinion. So when you look at Katie Taylor and you look at the... The fight she's been in, and you look at the opponent she's been in against, I uh, mention this again because I think it will be a huge factor on the night. Chantel will have to fight the fight of her life to win. It's as simple as that. She'll have to put on the fight of her life to be able to beat Katie Taylor. If she does that, she's given with a good chance of doing it. But ultimately, my mind has always been set that Taylor has got enough, even being older, even being arguably more hittable and easier to find in the ring, I do think she's got enough. I do think she adapts. And I do think she'll have the experience. And I think it will go to points because I can't see either of them knocking each other out. I do think it will be a points decision for Katie. Will it be split or will it be UD? That, that'll that be my sort of umming and ahhing part. I, I think it could possibly be split, dependent upon what Chantel brings to the ring. If Katie works on the back foot and she picks her apart and picks her off and Chantel's just trying to come forward, cut the ring off, and getting hit on the way in all the time, the likelihood is the judges will probably give it a UD to Katie. However, if Cameron's able to get on the inside and cause problems and maybe hurt Katie once or twice in the fight, then maybe you're looking at more of a split decision. Maybe one judge will see it the other way. But I still think Katie Taylor wins. That's my prediction. Katie Taylor wins on points. And I think it'll be a really entertaining fight. And I think it'll be one of those fights that will, again, remember Katie Taylor by... And her making history in Ireland, her first fight in Ireland, which is mad to even think about, fighting fighting for another undisputed crown and a weight above, you know, she's going to be arguably the greatest female fighter of all time if she achieves this. And I think that's a, a reasonable statement to make. she wins this, she's got to be the greatest women's fighter of all time. I don't care what you say about other fighters that have come by. I know there's some pioneer fighters that we can't forget about, the Christy Martins of the world, and we can't forget about the Jane Couches of the world here in the UK that have paved the way for these fighters to come up and do what they're doing. But for Katie Taylor to win this in her home country and fighting there for the first time and fighting in a higher way, and fighting for the undisputed crown when she already holds the undisputed crown in a lower way, to me, is an amazing feat. And I think that will certainly cement her legacy. Sod what Clarissa Shields said about being the greatest woman of all time. I think it would be Katie Taylor. I think that would be it. And then if Katie Taylor was to win this fight, the only other way I could see Katie Taylor going one step further would be fighting Clarissa. Would be moving up and fighting Clarissa. That that would be it. But I think even if she won this, she, she wouldn't have to do anything else. She's cemented that legacy already. Doing this, getting this win, would absolutely make her the greatest female fighter of, of all time, in my opinion. So, it's an exciting fight. And we're going to move on, Johnston, because we are going to talk about some of the other fights on the card. Because, actually, there are two other world title fights on this card that I am actually looking forward to. One of them being another female fight, Terry Harper against City of the Breakhouse for the WBA World Super Welterweight Crown. This is a really good fight for Terry Harper terry harper the same terry harper who's moved up in weight the same terry harper who only what three fights ago got absolutely stopped dead in her tracks against alicia Gardner in the super featherweight division she's now moved up to super welterweight and she beat hannah rankin in her last fight in september last year to win the ibo and wba super welterweight crowns the super welterweight crown that's on the line is a wba version in this fight against Cecilia breakhouse who was formerly the undisputed champion at this weight and dominant, absolutely dominant in her career until Jessica McCaskill came along. So this is a brilliant fight for Terry Harper to certainly stamp her authority as one of the great fighters around and be an absolute legend in female boxing in Cecilia Breakhouse. But is it a jump too far for her? Is the quality a jump too far for her even though Cecilia Breakhouse is older? Is the weight... I jumped too far for her. There's a lot of questions there for me. What do you think about this fight, Johnston?
3: Yes, yeah, it's, it's another. It's another one of those where you have got the younger girl, much younger girl in this case, against a much older girl in Cecilia Breakers, who, as you say, absolutely dominated the division for a long time, and before she lost her titles, and then lost a the rematch to Jessica McCaskill, who we just, just literally, just we're just talking about. But I mean, it's it's fantastic for Terry Harbour to come back from that absolute horrific knockout really from Bam Gardner. It was a, a devastating, devastating knockout. And she's come back and uh recovered with a victory and then she's gone on to beat Hannah Rankin and now she's got another chance to fight a legend of the sport in Cecilia Breakhurst. And, you know, again I, I would I would favour youth here. I think Cecilia's lost that uh, enigma around her, that that undefeated. You know, I'm the great. She, you know, she just had that about her. You know, even a couple of years ago, when, you know, 2020 she lost that title and then lost it in 2021. She's fought again since in, in, in last year. Um, but you know, I I, don't, I do think that in this situation, I, I feel that Terry's got enough in the lock. I mean, Natasha Jonas did the girl that. I, you know, many people have as probably above these two. I think there's a to and fro between them. Terry got a split decision draw with Natasha in 2020 in another good fight. I think she gets to win here, Sean. I think I think Cecilia is maybe just in it for for a bit more money. Um, I think she's lost that 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 she had since those defeats, and I feel that Terry's got to go in there confident, and stick to her game plan, and I think she comes over to win.
2: I'm looking forward to it because I am looking forward to seeing if those questions that I posed are going to be answered. And I hope Terry does. I hope Terry is able to answer them questions and she's able to then solidify herself as the other fighter in the Super Welterweight division because we need the rematch between Jonas and Harper. Absolutely. We need that. I mean, Jonas was was poised to fight Clarissa Shields and that's fell through. So we've always said when... Tasha Jonas had the year of her life last year. We said Terry Harper rematch has got to happen. As soon as Terry Harper won titles from Hannah Rankin, we were saying, like, this is the fight that needs to happen. It's a rematch. You know, we've had no clear winner in the fight. There's a draw. So let's get it on. Let's get another undisputed champion again in this division. And the way to do it is for these two to fight again. Now, I know there's a lot of back and forth between them on social media. I feel, from what I've interpreted, is that Jonas feels she's giving Terry Harper a payday by facing her but in my mind regardless of what Jonas might think and it's just my opinion why not take the fight why not become undisputed super welterweight champion Uh, you know look at look at Jonas's age now like she's she's another one you know what I mean she needs to she's done so much in the last 12 months she deserves the mantelpiece of the best boxer of the year in Britain and she totally deserved that but if she wants to go out on a high beat Terry Harper go in there and beat her show the world why you thought she should have won the first time round and then win that WBA title and then retire as the undisputed Super Welterweight Champion. What what better way to do it? I mean, that's just my opinion. However, I think she's trying to chase the big money fight with Shields. And that'd be a shame if, if that's all they're focusing on. Maybe it is because of the financial gain out of it. Maybe she is thinking past her career. And maybe she is thinking I'm coming towards the end, so I need to make sure that I'm definitely financially secure. So taking a fight with Shields, pushing for that fight, will be bigger money than Harper. I totally get it. But I suppose it's just kind of your interpretation of, as a a fan, you just want to see an undisputed champion. You just want to see the best fight the best. And I think Terry Harper and Jonas too would be good if Harper can get past Breakhouse on Saturday night. Another world title, Johnston, on the line is the IBO super welterweight title, as Dennis Hogan defends that title, against James Metcalf, who... He's got a great opportunity here, James Metcalf. The man from Liverpool has had an up-and-down career. And he's had some moments in his career where you felt like he was going places. And then he had two back-to-back defeats in 2021. Ted Cheeseman beat him. And then Kieran Conway beat him. And then you're thinking to yourself, nah, he's, he's never going to achieve. He's never going to get to that, that level you think he's going to get to. However, he comes back... And has three straight victories, one of them being against Kermen Legeraga in Bilbao. Now, that was the win that's propelled him into this position now in the super welterweight division. And Dennis Hogan, obviously being Irish himself, you know, has now got an opportunity to fight in Ireland. He's going back because he's based himself in Australia for, for for most of his career. And he's now got an opportunity to fight in his native country of Ireland having beat Sam Eggington for the IBO Super Welterweight Crown last year, and he's now defending it on this card. So I'm actually looking forward to that fight as well, because I do think you know, there's an opportunity there for James Metcalf to kind of come from being someone who maybe wasn't essentially expected to achieve a world title, to being someone that goes and does it. So I'm, I'm excited for that. I am actually rooting for him a little bit. But I also like Dennis Hogan as well. So it's a, it is a tough fight as a fan... I don't want to see either of them lose but yeah it's it's tough it is sorry to interrupt
3: you because I'm just just thinking uh, Dennis you, you say what, about Metcalf where you thought is it the end after the Cheeseman and the Conway defeats and a bit like Hogan and he thoughts Hammy Munguia he thoughts Charlo and he, and he loses to Tim Zoo as well so you, he, he has them three back-to-back defeats and then obviously he goes on to beat Egerton and like Metcalf goes on to beat Le but as you say in Belbo uh, and that was uh a real great victory. You know, if anything, because of that win, I would say that win's better than Hogan's win over Egginton. So, but it's close, isn't it, Sean? That's, we love this. These, these type of fights, it's almost like the last saloon, the, the last hurrah for one of these two. Lose this, where do they go? Um, I mean, this, especially for Dennis at 38. But, you know, Metcalf, after that performance against Leger Raga, Le obviously lost his, you know, that, that destructive side of him where he's knocking people out for fun and then obviously, he collapsed, um, so, and now since then, he's, he's he seemed to have fallen apart. But uh, it's, it's two guys
2: at a crossroads who's going to come out on top. i favour Metcalf, uh, but it could go either way, couldn't it? Certainly could. Another exciting fight. So, just rounding up the rest of the card then. Gary Culley faces Jose Felix. Kieran Ajaco faces Grant Dennis and Thomas Carty and Jay McFarlane fight for the Boxing Union of Ireland Celtic heavyweight title. And then you've also got Maisie Rose Courtney also on this particular card. So that makes up the card in Ireland, headlined by Chantal Cameron and Katie Taylor. A historic night awaits us, Johnston, in this card, and I'm very much looking forward to it because it certainly sets you up then. For us as UK fight fans, it sets us up then nicely for the early hours of the morning for our next Big Fight Preview episode, which we'll be covering between Devin Haney and Vizal Lomachenko. So please make sure... You tune into that as a separate episode this week. But for now, this is the big fight preview for Katie Taylor versus Chantal Cameron. Thank you for listening. Please make sure you subscribe to us on all available podcasting platforms if you haven't already. And follow us at BTR Boxing Pod on Twitter and on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Please make sure you tune into the content. Like, share, subscribe, retweet, do whatever you can do for us to support us finally thank you to the patrons of btr boxing podcast for the support as always we hope you're enjoying your early access to all of our patron only content and our boxing through the decades series and we will be releasing our bonus career profiles episode before we release our main series so please make sure as a patron you go and tune into that and for everybody else the 22nd of May is the date to put in your diary for the first episode, or bonus episode, of Career Profiles of Muhammad Ali. And that is it for this episode. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. The dream is made real. Ricky Hatt rubs the world. How do you
0: like it? How do you like it? I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over.
1: Podcast Network.